0: Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another discussion with Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont. I've been seeing things differently in the wealth field for, well, going on nearly 15 years now. Today, we're joined by a guest, Colin Gray. Colin, how are you today?
1: Really good, Kevin. Thanks. How about yourself?
0: Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, sun's shining today. I'm alive and uh, recording a podcast, so I know it's a good day for me. What could be better? <laughs> actually, <laughs> so Colin Gray is actually a uh, podcast. He's like a doctor in podcast, pretty much. He, he's a uh, pretty uh, experienced there. He's the founder of the podcast host. Today, what we're going to be discussing is podcasting to grow your business. Colin, would you mind, uh, since you're the doctor of podcasting here, would you mind giving our well Tactic Rebels a little bit of uh, background about where you came from and what inspired you to get to where you are today?
1: Yeah, sure. I started in podcasting back uh, over 10 years ago now when I was working at a university. I was actually a teacher. Back in the day, I taught lecturers how to use technology in their teaching. So I had to be better at teaching through technology. And podcasting was one of the you know, the on-trend technologies back in 2007 mm. at universities, certainly. And I was asked to learn how podcasting worked so that I could teach it to the lecturers. And I was like, oh, okay, sounds all right. I, I'm a bit geeky about gadgets and shiny things. So I thought, ah, I get to go and buy some mics and mixers and stuff like that. And a few weeks in, I just totally fell in love with the medium. I just, I love podcasting for the fact that it's so, it's so personal. It's so kind of Mm one-to-one. It's so, the attention's great. Like people listen for half an hour or an hour, just because it's kind of that, it's that wasted time that people can listen in. So, Mm -hmm. I just wrote about it a lot. I, I podcasted over. I taught that course at the university for about five years. Oh, wow. And I just started the podcast host.com, the website you mentioned right. during that time to write about everything that I was learning. And I just wrote about mics, mixers, presentation skills, the software, all that stuff. And that just started to grow some traction sort of around 13, 14. And really by about 2015, I was getting enough attention through that site that I thought, this is, this is what I want to do. Like I, I just love this so much. I yep. love teaching this. And that was when I went full time on it. And at that point we started doing some podcast production. We started teaching people how to run podcasts, create the content. And right through to today, nowadays, we don't do so much of the production. We more just teach people how to run a podcast inside our academy and run a bit of software called Alitu. Alitu is our podcast maker app. So that's what makes up our business these days. It's just the whole aim is just to make podcasting easy, help anyone to run their own podcast if they want to.
0: Well, that's great, because I kind of have a little experience with podcasting. It can be challenging.
1: Yes, yeah, the, whole, the whole start process, getting it launched, that's always the bit people struggle with. But then yeah, there's a whole lot that comes after that, too.
0: To me, there was definitely a switch in like mindset from trying to figure out how to get it going and what do I need to do to get it going, and then, oh, crap, now I'm going. What do I do now? <laughs> you <know? laughs> Indeed. You know, today, like we said, the title is Podcasting to Help Grow Your Business, You know, here at Wealth Tactic Rebels, some of our listeners are entrepreneurs. And whether podcasting is going to be your business foray or you're doing something else completely unrelated, I think there's a power to podcasting, to getting your message out there. So why do you think that podcasting is so important for any business owner today?
1: The complaint I hear most often for people that come to us and say, should I start a podcast?" Their biggest complaint usually is how do I differentiate? You know, how do I get more customers to find us? And once they've found us, how do I differentiate? How do I stand out? How do I look different from the other plumber down the road or the other vegetable shop down the road? Or, you know, whatever it is you do. Podcasting is just so good for that because so many people, you know, blogging was one of their earliest ways of creating content. You write right. some articles, it's a great way to be found, but it's difficult to get your personality across in writing. Like You have to be a really good writer to really convey who you are, your ethos, your ethics, all that kind of stuff, like who you are as a person in writing. It's quite difficult, but it's a a good way to be found. Then with video, you can start to get your personality across a bit more so people can find out a bit about you through video, but it's hard to make. There's a lot of tech needed. There's It's quite intimidating Speak to a camera. Podcasting, though, is a way that you can create some content that shows people who you are, shows your personality, shows why you're different from the other vegetable shop down the street, but it's really easy to create, you know? Yeah. You can just get a microphone or you just speak straight into your phone and you can just talk. And it's so personal. It's, it's a powerful medium in terms of two sides of it. It's so personal. It's so one-to-one. It's so like you're just speaking to a friend, like there's no barrier, there's no screen between you and your listener. It's just, you're speaking straight into their ears and you can yeah. talk. And so you really connect with people. People grow to to like you, to trust you, to think of you as a friend almost. Like there's so many stories of podcasters going to conferences or events and you know, people just running up to them and saying, Oh, hey, how are you getting on? Like I heard your episode yesterday. It's so good. And just you just get chatting like your pals, because these people think that you they, they feel like they know you because of the way you come across in the podcast. So so that's one part of it. It's that trust. It's that, you know, it's that personal connection you make with your customers. That is a great way to stand out. But that is amplified by the other part of podcasting, the other power of podcasting, which is attention. Like we said before, blogging, video. like You're lucky if you can get somebody to watch four minutes of a video. You're lucky if you can get somebody to skim through a few hundred words of your blog post. And there's so many distractions when you're reading a blog or you're watching a video, so many distractions on the other side. But listening to a podcast, generally you're mowing the lawn, you're walking your dog, you're cooking your dinner, you're driving the car. You're full attention really you're sort of you're doing a rote task driving or whatever it is and your actual attention is on the podcast you can't easily change channel and because of that people listen for half an hour an hour three hours at a time it's crazy how long people listen Uh, you multiply those two things together like the trust building the relationship building with how long people spend with you listening and that just grows fanatical fans it just grows these people that that just like your stuff so much that They end up just buying the things you do, they buy your products, they buy your services because they trust you, they like you, they know you, what you do, Mm -hmm. and they promote you to others because they like what you do so much.
0: Yeah. And that all makes sense too. It's like when you read a good book and you're in your mind, you're in the world of that book. Yeah, yeah. And you connect with it and you relate with it and you're excited about it. And then you go tell your (laughs) friends about that book that you just read. Yes. That yeah. world that you're experiencing. And you know, I think it's a similar kind of connection, but the good thing about podcasting is like you mentioned, you're driving, you're mowing the lawn. I live in the New York City area here, so people are always walking around with headphones in while they're commuting and walking on the sidewalks and stuff. So you can be in that world immersed in it at any time. Business and you make a good connection. So good connections help to build trust, if they build some trust, maybe they trust your business a little bit more.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's what you need, isn't it? That I mean, it's the trust that that builds that differentiation because there's 50 different vegetable shops down the street. I don't know why I'm going with this analogy, but it'll do for now. <laughs> vegetable <laughs> shops, tons of them down the street. And you, know, you don't know which one to go buy your carrots in. So it's the one that you know, it's the one that you trust. That's where you go every single time. So yeah, it's just right. content does that really well and podcasting, best of all.
0: Let's say that you know, our listener says, "You know, you got a point. Maybe I'm going to give podcasting a go. What would they need to kind of, kind of get going? They want to, you know, they're excited. They want to get going. What, what would be a good way to for them to start?"
1: You yeah, actually, you really don't need a lot of gear. You can start really simply, and it's actually it's a it's a definite way that people procrastinate on starting their podcast, like worrying about what microphone to buy or or waiting to save up two hundred dollars or whatever it is buy to buy this really good microphone, right. but. You don't need that. You don't. You need really simple gear just to get started. For example, Kevin, what mic are you using just now? A blue mic, yep, perfect. So, I mean, that's a good starting point. That's a great starting point. A blue Yeti or a blue Snowball, yep. um, decent mics, just a USB mic there. So all you're doing there is buying a USB microphone, plugging it into your computer and just recording directly into the computer. Yep. Now you can do that solo, so you can record away by yourself just write into a recording bit of software, something like Audacity, for example. Or you can record into a call uh, system, like we're on Zoom right now recording this. So you can record in something like Zoom and that records a conversation with somebody else. But the only bit of gear that's involved there really is that mic. Now, if you don't want to go with a USB mic or if you want something even cheaper, so the Blue Yeti comes in about $100 or so, but there's a really good alternative for in the form of the, um, the Samsung Q2U, one of my favorites that's samson q2u and it's a usb mic as well but it's only usually around 50 to 60 dollars or so on on amazon and it's actually arguably better value because it's adaptable it's got an xlr plug on the bottom of it too and all that means is it's got usb that you can plug it into your computer but you've also got this xlr cable which is a type of audio cable that lets it plug into a mixer or a digital recorder or anything like that so you buy a Q2U or the almost exactly equivalent ATR 2100. And it means you can record USB for the first 50 episodes. And then if you decide you want to upgrade and get yourself a mixer, you can plug that same mic into that mixer or into that zoom recorder, whatever it is. So it's a great wee bit of gear there.
0: Yeah, that is nice. So, you, you know, especially if you're starting, if you maybe you're just doing the USB to start because it's less expensive to just get the mic and plug it into your computer that you already have. Yeah, And then yes. at some point you start, going to get in some success maybe and you want to upgrade a little bit you start buying the mixers and then after that then you can go for the super nice shiny mic. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. That's exactly it. That's the kind of upgrade path like it start really yeah. simple. Like make sure it's super simple in the first place because those the most important thing in your first 10 20 episodes is that consistency. It's just making it really easy for yourself so that there's nothing getting in your way. There's no barriers to recording each week because there's so many other things to worry about. Like you have to worry about creating your script, planning your content, all that stuff. Yeah. So making it super simple with your gear so that there's just nothing else in your way. There's nothing stopping you recording. That's the important part.
0: That's what it's all about. You gotta, It's like the Nike thing. You got to do it, right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, arguably the easiest possible way. And do you know what? If if this gets you started, it's absolutely fine. Is literally just to pick up your smartphone, press record on the Dictaphone app or the voice recorder app, whatever it is, and just start speaking into the bottom of the phone. Like Hold the phone up like it's a microphone. If you've got a decent smartphone out there if it's an ios device for example it'll be a really good mic on the bottom like a decent android phone it'll it'll sound decent it'll sound good with something like that if it's a worse mic all you have to do is make sure you're in a better environment so just make sure you're in a soft room for example so like go record in your bedroom because there's like you know carpets there's beds around curtains all that kind of stuff that's the main tip really if you're getting if you're using cheaper gear then just make sure you're in a nicer environment. So not the bathroom, (laughs) just sounds really echoey and hollow. So the worse the microphone... I mean, that could be the special effect. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you can get away with a smartphone microphone, absolutely no problem if you're in a decent soft room. It does the job just fine.
0: Excellent. There's good tips too, because if you just pick up your phone and start recording you can kind of start getting used to it. Like you said, some people procrastinate because, oh, I got to get the nice microphone. I got the microphone, but I found myself still a little bit procrastinating because it's intimidating to first start recording. Well, I literally just made a first episode, which wasn't really my first episode. Yeah. Just yeah. Just, the- just to practice. practice. Yeah. Just practice, <laughs> to practice. To start recording. And at the end of it, I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. So then it was easier yeah. to do an actual recording.
1: Yes, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's even easier. Yeah. The, the simpler you make it, the, the easier it is. So you've got to assume that your first 10 episodes are going to be mostly rubbish because <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time you've done it. Like yeah. you've not done this before. It's going to, it's all practice. Um, yeah. But I would actually, I generally would argue that you want to put them out anyway. There's something really quite different. There's something tangibly different about recording a practice episode that you know is never going to be published and recording something that you know is going to go out there. Mm. I don't know there's there's a little bit of adrenaline starts running there's something there's something there that just makes you learn quicker. And also just the fact that you're talking to people you're talking to human beings out there and they understand they want to hear Who you are, your personality—they want to hear you getting better. So, do not worry about uh, starting—you know about the quality that you're at when you start, because you'll get better. Your twentieth will sound way better than your tenth. That was just sound way better than your first, and you'll just improve from there. So, it's just getting started.
0: So, let's assume they've got the the gear. What kind of software do they need to get going?
1: Already, don't we? So, you can record into something like Audacity. So, Audacity is a free audio editor. So you can record directly in there. Just press the big red record button and you can edit your show in there too. So you can cut out mistakes, you can add your music, all that kind of stuff. That's free. It's a wee bit clunky, but it does the job. It's actually, it's pretty decent. I mean, it's really good considering it's free, to be
0: honest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's not bad. It records decent quality and it's not terribly complex to learn to use.
1: No, no, it's pretty easy. Yeah. If you really want to learn how to use Audacity, we've got a course of five videos or so on my YouTube channel. If you just pop over to YouTube and search Colin. gray so you can see them over there so it's yeah it's a good place to get started if you want to save a bit of time maybe you could you basically from there you can spend a bit of money to save a bit of time or to make things a bit easier so for example adobe audition is a more professional audio editor the workflow is a bit better it's got better automated tools like noise reduction and stuff like that but at that point you're paying nearly 30 dollars a month for that and you still have to do most of your editing yourself I mean, beyond that, we like our tool, Alitu. So, Alitu, A L I T U. That's we designed that. That's a, an editing and production tool. So, you upload your audio, we add your music automatically, do all the cleanup, mm-hmm. and let you build your episode and publish it from there. So, that's designed to make the editing part much easier too. It Saves a lot of time, but obviously, you have to pay for it. So. It depends on on what your priority is, whether you're happy to pay a bit extra to save some time or whether you actually just want to, you can do it for free and just right. spend a bit of extra time on it. That's like the editing and the recording software, certainly. Beyond that, is it worth going into hosting and things like that next? Technically not software, I guess. Well, it is, isn't it? It's web software. Web software, web software yeah.
0: running <laughs> it.
1: You could go deep on all of the stuff. Like, you, I think you're using a call recording package just now, aren't you, Kevin?
0: I am. I mean, it's not super complex. I have this uh, software called Total Recorder. It makes a pretty good quality recording, and it'll take both your voice and my voice and put it on separate uh, channels. And yeah, yeah, uh, it, yeah, it's pretty good. I like using that. But you know, we're still on Zoom, so I use yeah. it at the same time as a backup. So I have, yeah, to do, totally. Uh, like you say, like a package to to make sure yeah. that my recordings get done well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, Zoom, Zoom is an example of recording software. You can record your call on it. You get the audio out at the end. Um, and then you've got things like uh, Ecamm Call Recorder. That's a, a Mac app that records Skype, for example, or Talk Helper that will record Skype as well. So yeah, there's there's a fair few packages out there. They help you record your call. But I mean, I think something like zoom.us or the one you mentioned there is, is absolutely fine. And mm-hmm. in many cases, you want to just make that as simple as possible too. And and there's nothing much simpler than Zoom, I would say.
0: And the quality so, is not bad on Zoom, I found. It's not far off from my paid software that I'm using. <laughs> you
1: know? Oh yeah, totally. No, it's, it's really good. I mean, it's it's kind of a bargain to get that for free. For I think it's if it's two people, isn't it? If it's only two people recording together, you get it for free. And they only really charge, I think they make their money out of group calls, conference calls. Right. So for us doing a, an interview like this, it's perfect. Exactly.
0: For the hosting now, what, what do you suggest people do for research? What are they looking for when they're trying to pick a host?
1: yeah so the host is important because that's what really that's what delivers your episode to the world most businesses will have their own website they've got a business website and usually what you want to do is get your podcast onto that website so you want to place it actually on your business website but you do need a podcast hosting platform separate to that to actually hold the audio files there's all sorts of technical reasons why it's worthwhile Having a separate media host as opposed to uploading the audio direct to your website. So suffice to say, it's worthwhile paying the, let's say, anything between 12 and sort of $18 to get a podcast hosting platform. So you'll upload the audio to the host and then you'll embed it onto your, your main website. Now, in terms of looking for a podcast hosting platform, to be honest, it's almost a commodity these days. There are hosts that are better than others, but there's a few that are leading the way. I mean, the three that I recommend these days are for the cheapest, simplest, decent option, you've got Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is only $12 a month. Um, They let you have one show for that. It's decent quality. If you do want a few extra features, uh, you've got places like uh, Captivate. Captivate's a relatively new one, but a really good hosting software, really good dashboard, tons of growth tools in there actually that help you grow your audience. And they are a bit more expensive, but not much at $19 per month. But you can have unlimited shows on there too. So if you want to have more than one podcast, you can have as many as you like on there. And Transistor follow a similar approach, Transistor.fm. Something I like about them is they've got some really good players. So if you're kind of worried about how good your players look, like having a really nice podcast player on your website, that can be a good option too. Although, to be honest, Captivate and Buzzsprout both have really nice looking players too. So I would recommend one of those three and again, if you want like more details on that in particular, you can nip over to our hosting. We've got a full article running down the pros and cons of each one. I'm totally free to get to over at, uh, it'll be at thepodcasthost.com forward slash hosting.
0: And actually, to go along with that, I use, well, not necessarily Captivate specifically, I use the, um, the other side of that, which is the podcast websites to host. Oh yeah, perfect. Websites specific- and it works obviously with Captivate. It, you get yes. in, in like a package. It makes it a little easier for me because it puts everything together. And when I put an episode out, it automatically generates a page. The player puts it out to all of the, um, you know, uh, iTunes and and Google and all the different places.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great solution. yeah, if you if you don't have a business website already, or for some reason you want a separate podcast website, is yeah, one of the best options out there. You'll pay a bit more for it, but you get a lot more for it too. You
0: get a lot, and it simplified it for me a lot because. You know, I started, when I started this podcast, I did everything myself, all the editing, everything myself, trying to get it up on the website and get it out to all the different sources and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, everything coincide together. I spent a significant amount of time on that. And when you get it a little bit more simple and you have a good solution like that, it allows, it's allowed me to spend more time on focusing more on the quality of what I'm doing. and That's where you should be spending your time. Right. <laughs> Speaking of making the show better, that can be a little bit... Subjective, I guess, or maybe not. But when you're developing your show, what metrics can you use to be able to figure out how well your show is doing?
1: So, any good podcast host will give you uh, download metrics. So, you can see number, like solid numbers of how many people are downloading your show. But in a lot of ways, it's not a, that useful. I mean, it can give you, it can give you a steer because you can see it's growing. That's fine. So like you get 51 week, 75 the next week, 100 the next week. That's good. You can see it's like, it's on an upward trajectory. So right. they're useful to that extent, but they don't give you a huge amount of six suc- of info on your success because numbers can be so varied between niches. So like you go and compare yourself to a. You know, a completely generic um, comedy show or something that reaches right. thousands and thousands of listeners. Whereas you're podcasting about, you know, basket weaving in India or something. And it's like the smallest little niche right. and actually getting 50 listeners in that niche is, is really, really good. Right. So they're not brilliant. And there's even the fact of what your aim is from the podcast as well, because if right. you have, say, if you're a a financial advisor and your average client pays you like five thousand dollars per month, you're sort of really high level services. Right. You only need ten clients per month to earn your the wage that you want. Then actually, if you have a hundred listeners and convert only five percent of them, then actually that's you. You're sorted. You've got five like five grand clients out of that podcast. So small numbers can transfer just fine with podcasting, particularly because podcasting is such a high conversion. Like We talked about this earlier, such a high conversion medium. You can actually, if you have 100 listeners, it's feasible to convert 30 to 50% of those users into buyers over time because they trust you, they like you, they stay with you episode to episode to episode. So smaller numbers are absolutely fine in podcasting. What I like better, though, for success metrics is things like Rather than downloads, because downloads are so generic in some ways because they don't actually tell you people are listening. They don't tell you somebody downloaded the show. It doesn't mean they actually listened to the show. It certainly doesn't mean they listened to the whole thing. They might have downloaded it, listened to the first 10 minutes, and then dropped out. So I like engagement. So I like to measure engagement. And I think that measures the quality of your show a lot better as well. So by that, I mean you start to ask people to do something related to your podcast. So it could be as simple as getting in touch. It could be like, get in touch on Twitter. So you know, send us an answer to this question on Twitter and put this hashtag on, and we'll see how many people do that. And that can be a really nice measure, because if you do that every single week, you can see that start to grow over time. You can start to grow a bit of visibility at the same time on social media. It can be really nice. The tip on that, I think, is keeping it really specific. Actually making sure you're not just saying, oh, let us know what you think on Twitter or let us know what you think on social media. Be really specific. Say, go to Instagram and answer this specific question. What microphone are you going to buy after this episode? (laughs) You know, make it really specific. And that actually, that sparks the thought in people's minds. It makes them really easy to respond. It makes it really easy for them to respond. And you can actually, you can kind of double down on that by next episode, go over some of the answers. Make it so that people see that you're reading this feedback, you're doing something with it, and they get their names mentioned. It's classic, local radio does it all the time. Like every I've heard tell that local radio stations, they've got a quota, they've got to mention like 15 names per hour. Because it's like, as soon as people hear their name, they listen, they listen, they listen, they listen more. Uh, same with local papers. So if you mention your listeners' names, they buy into it. They go, oh, I got mentioned on this famous podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they listen again. It gains loyalty. It gains, you know, they just love it. So yeah, if you go over those questions, they're more likely to get in touch the so next time. They're more likely to stay loyal and listen to more and more episodes as you go on.
0: Well, that's excellent. I think that's a very good metric. Growing my podcast, I've done the same thing, looking at the numbers, and I just wonder exactly what's going on, so <laughs> yeah, um, but engagement's pretty obvious
1: It's much more direct, I think, and it also it's got all those side effects in that you're measuring engagement, but engagement's also a measure of how successful the show is in terms of like gaining visibility, people you know sharing it out to other people so it's it's also a growth metric as well, I guess, because if you right. get more engagement, then that helps to grow the show itself
0: right. Before we close for today, I'm going to ask you for one of our Wealth Tactic Rebel value bombs, which is, in your experience, what is something that our listeners can look to avoid doing and then what they can do about it?
1: So I'll give you one we've not mentioned so far, but just to reiterate, the two most common ones that people get wrong are, we've already mentioned a little bit, so just to reinforce them. The one is the simplicity thing so people just buy they buy far too complicated equipment they they spend ages choosing their microphone they get a mixer they get a recorder they get all this fancy software and they end up never recording because they can't figure it out or something breaks or every time they go to record like the settings are a bit different and they have to spend 20 minutes setting it all up again and it just ruins spontaneity it just takes far too long so don't overcomplicate things first 10 20 30 episodes keeps things as simple as humanly possible That means gear, software, it means everything. So that's one. The other is don't worry about the downloads. So do not compare yourself to other people. Do not use downloads as a success metric because it just... It's apples to oranges, like one type of show to another type of show. It just yeah. doesn't compare. Plus, of course, what we mentioned there around the fact that fifty listeners can be—I mean, what would a lot of businesses would kill to have fifty people in front of them every single week sure. listening to what they're saying? Like fifty people is like in real life—that's hugely valuable. So, don't get down on that. The third, though, um, the one that I w- I'll mention that we haven't talked about is—it's that differentiation. It's that uniqueness. So many people say, right, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to talk about life, the world and everything. I just want to, you know, I just want to talk about, you know, how my life's going. I just want to talk about, I want to talk about a bit of politics. I want to talk about a bit of health. I want to talk, it makes sense Mm -hmm. because we're human beings. We have so many different interests. Like A lot of the reason for starting a podcast is just to get to chat people. It's just to have great conversations, to have the freedom to talk about deep subjects and explore things. It's a fun thing to do. But that kind of show is just so difficult to grow an audience around because people just don't really know if it's for them. They don't know what to expect day to day, week to week, month to month, whatever it is. So they just won't listen to it. So what I would recommend is at least in the first season, say, so, say I'm going to record a season. I want to re- talk about everything long term, but you know, I'm going to pick one thing I'm interested in for the first season, and I'm going to base it around that. So, maybe if you want to do a general health and wellness show, I'll pick nah, nutrition. Let's do five episodes on nutrition, and we'll make it. We'll base it around that, and then you'll attract people that are interested in that specific thing of nutrition. But then that doesn't stop you in season two going into mental health. So we say, right, now we've sorted our nutrition. Now we're going to talk about mental health and we're going to go into all the ways to, you know, meditate, all that kind of stuff. Then season three, we might go into something even wider. Like we might go into, I don't know, no idea, but you know, you get my point. So start specific, grow an audience around that specificity, then branch it out if you like. Or you might find actually that you've got tons of stuff to talk about inside this little specific area.
0: It's almost like if you're experimenting with different little niches, right? If you're talking about nutrition and then maybe you, and maybe for some reason people are more interested in, in the recovery from from yeah. out and yeah. that becomes your podcast
1: yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. And you'll get that's exactly. You'll get feedback from your listeners. They'll let you know what they want to hear, what they like. And people will grow with you. So they'll come to you for the nutrition, say, in the season one, but they'll grow. It'll turn out that 80% of your audience are interested in politics as well. So actually, you're like nutrition plus politics. And somehow that kind of a combination works right. just because of this group of people that you've attracted around you. Right. So. It's specifics. It's don't go general at the start. Go really specific. Find that niche and then branch out from there. And there's absolutely no problem with rebranding your podcast every now and again. So it might start out to be the nutrition podcast, but then you might, after a year, rebrand it to the well-being podcast and then rebrand it to the, the have a good life podcast. You know, you can get wider and wider and wider, but it's so difficult to grow a general show from the beginning. So much easier to start narrow and widen out as you go.
0: Good advice. So anything else you'd like to say to our listeners today before uh, we close out?
1: If anyone was interested in, in making podcasting a bit easier, it'd be cruel if they didn't try our Alitu app. Welcome to uh, to give it a go. It's just over at alitu.com, dot ucom
0: Excellent. And uh, of course, Colin, I'm going to put your contact information for our Wealth Tactic Rebels listeners on today's show notes page. So you can go to WealthTacticRebels.com and look for today's episode with colin gray about podcasting to grow your business and uh you can reach out to him from there also uh well rebel listeners appreciate it if you could help us out we go to facebook and drop us a line to let us know what you thought about today's episode and let us know what your next action is going to be to help grow your business are you going to be getting into this podcasting maybe making some changes in it or not let us know Thanks again, Colin, for your time. I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge today.
1: No, thanks for asking
0: me on. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And wealth tactic rebels. thank you so much for joining us and have a fantastic day.
1: Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real life examples, see your progress with quizzes and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit wealthtacticrebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things different.
0: This presentation is intended as informational only. The information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.